was praying on what to support my family wow. to put food on my family's table and he said start cooking I'd done food and nutrition in secondary school you know for some years some of my mates that started they dropped the course my dad could not just understand what I was going on with food and nutrition. I would carry wow. the stove, carry the pots, we go for a practical. It was actually, t- but I didn't know what was pushing me. But I thank God that, you know, that is one of the things God is using currently. I know I'm not at a destination yet, you know, but that is what I'm still doing right now. And God has been faithful. Hallelujah. She's amazing, amazing um, catering business that the Lord started. But it's amazing to hear the story that while praying to God to ask them, um, ask God for what she should do, the Lord gave it to her. Now, let's talk about how you guys met. You know, it was interesting you went through that story because I didn't, I, I thought it was just the MS you did in Union Lab. I can't, even me, I'm catching up with the story. All right, I love it. So, uh, when and how did you guys meet? Okay, um, I was seven. Um, 2008 uh, December so I decided to come home for Christmas I was serving in Benin you know, working in a bank, defunct intercontinental bank so there is this friend of mine whose family we always have New Year uh, party so she happened to be the friend of my friend's younger sister <laughs> I don't know if you can connect it you know, my own friend his younger sister happened to be my wife's friend. So I saw her that day, and I'm like... Come on now. <laughs> you know, mind you, before then... Okay, she's the second relationship I had before we got married. Right. The first, because throughout school, I wasn't into any relation. My pastor then in school, we say you need to get someone. I said, ah, that's not in my agenda <laughs> for now. So, but after graduation, I got into a relationship that lasted for two months. Wow. Yes, two months. And that's why it's always good to do things right, the way of God, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how did that relationship end? It happened that I lost my peace. I'm a very happy person, a very joyful person. You know, if there's anything I'm grateful to God for, is the joy. Hallelujah. (laughs) Yes, I'm a very joyful person. But for some reason, I got into this relationship, and two weeks afterwards, I lost my peace. You know, there was nothing I didn't do to just be all right because I felt there was nothing wrong with the lady in question. You know, um, I just didn't understand why I didn't have my peace. Wow. You know, so um, I tried, I prayed about it, I overcame it. I think about a week after it came back, the thing kept, you know, disturbing me that I wasn't feeling myself anymore. So I had to, I had to take the bull by the horn. You know, uh, taking the bull by the horn was, that was, I got into that relationship on the day of my convocation, 23rd of January, 2008. That was when the lady said yes to me. You know, but in March, 2008, I had to say, no, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> you know, and my, my escaping strategy was I, I was going for NYSC. You know, because if I were in Lagos, it would have been a major issue. Because the sister in question was already in love, you know. And if, if there was any reason that kept me in the relationship for two months, it was because I was afraid of breaking somebody's heart. Mm. I was seriously afraid because I, I didn't like that. 
So I, so at the point I had to remember some of those messages I've heard of Pastor Bimbo. I was telling my wife today that God, God really loved me mm. so much because very early in life, you know, in my teenage years, I got exposed to the ministry of Pastor Bimbo Dukoya. Wow. Every Sunday afternoon, NTA two channel five after church. I won't miss that message, you know. So one of those messages she had sown into my subconsciousness. I'm like, it's it's better to have a broken relationship than a broken broken marriage. marriage. So at that point, I summoned up courage and I told the lady, I'm not doing like I'm 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 quitting. I quitted and had my peace back. Wow. So for me, you know, maybe my work with God was not this deep then. You know, so maybe God will have been speaking to me directly and I would have been able to hear, you know, hear. But then I wasn't hearing clearly. The only thing I knew was was peace. My peace is not there or was not there. So I, 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 I I left the relationship. Right. So, but when I saw her back to my story, God will help us with time today. (laughs) Back to my story. So that January I saw her and I'm like, like she's my kind of lady, you know, um <laughs> the kind of person I, I, I like, you know. So I, I, I spoke to my friend that who is that uh lady? And then my friend said, Oh, is um you know she mentioned he mentioned the name of his foolishous uh, friend or something. And I said, Oh, okay. So I left it. I didn't make any move, I didn't say anything. Mm. That was January first, two thousand and nine. Okay, so I went for I went back to, to, to you know, for NYC by, by March, I came back to Lagos. So while still job hunting, because I wasn't retained by my bank, you know, that's another testimony. If they had retained me, I won't be where I am today. Amen. You know, <laughs> glory Amen. to God. So I wasn't retained and then I came back. So while searching job hunting, I said, okay, let me go and pick up a teaching job, you know, to be teaching those preparing for jam. Yeah. You know, post jump and hall. And there I was in the class. I saw her again. The second time. You know, I'm like, wow, this is a very awkward situation because you can't be dating your students. It's not possible. So I just left it that no, it's it's not possible. We, this cannot happen. Wow. You know, so that's that was 2009, by the way. You know, she came for post jump class then post nyse you know uh, before post ume as a as a colleague so what happened then was after the session the proprietor of the school called me and said oh one of our students would need help to wow. gain admission into university of lagos and since you are kind of influential in university of lagos you can help it turned out to be her i said no it the cannot the third time the third time i said no it can't happen now so i did what i could then but i left it again so she didn't get the admission that year 2010 she came back and there she was in my class you know so then i just got this new phone you know um you know that was when i was first blessed with the ministry of apostle joshua selman you know by then many people didn't know him but he was in my church then there's a program we used to hold in my church new heritage baptist church we call it young and yielded you know and he was the pastor of that fellowship more or less so every year he was coming to my church so that year i just got in a new phone you know that downloaded a lot of christian worship songs in it and in school that day i was in class and then i was listening and then she approached me and was like 
Come, are you listening to Ty Tribbett or something <laughs> on your phone? <laughs> wow. I said, ah. And okay, she didn't know, Ty Tribbett. I, you know, she didn't appear as someone that was spiritual. Mm. You know, because for me, the attraction was the physical appearance, right? But she didn't appear as someone spiritual. So I just said that, ah, I don't listen to all those kind of songs. <laughs> <laughs> because I was listening to this song, but I didn't even know whose song I was listening to. <laughs> so she said to me, ah, let me listen. And then she said, yes, now it's tight tribute, you know. So that was how she collected my phone. And then the rest is history. Because it now started from, oh, my sister, my brother. So in the old school then, they knew that, oh, Mr. Robert was fond of this particular student from one level to the other yeah. you know <laughs> glory to god hallelujah amen Buki, now let's talk about it from the perspective of now we know how you met how did you making the decision saying yes and all the things that happened that you were go about go ahead say go about it go ahead wow i don't know if i should take it from there or to cut the story short yeah okay so <laughs> They want the juice. <laughs> okay, so I was in a previous relationship with this guy. She was in a previous relationship. Yeah. One else. Yeah. We were supposed to be a Christian, you know, tongue speaking, Bible believing. I'm giving my okay. Bible believing. And like my husband said, I wasn't so sure. I not that I wasn't sure. I knew that the relationship was not right from the onset. Okay. So, by the time I met my husband, I wasn't ready for another relationship. So, I was in school. I will remember when I came out of that relationship. If you remember that day, I came to your room. I was, you know, I had, I had a vision and God said, leave this guy for me. You know, you can be in a relationship where you'll be thinking, okay, he's a Christian. He goes to church. It will change. You know, let's keep, you know, managing. Let's keep, you know, doing what we are doing. God will touch his heart. It was a bit aggressive. And then I, I had that encounter. It was as though somebody died in that dream. I cried. I whipped from my, from my dream till I woke up. In fact, all my roommates had to call Pia. Pia, you don't know what's wrong with Buki. So Pia said, come to my room. And when I woke up, what God told me was that, leave this guy for me. When I got to Pia's room, you know, she has this basket of promises. And she asked you to pick. And I picked the promise. It was the tarot. <laughs> Bookie that knows my story. Bookie is one of the people, oh Jesus. She was reminding me of some prayers we're praying for her husband. <laughs> In fact, she didn't remember, but P.I., God bless you. So she asked me to pick this promise, and I picked this promise in Deuteronomy. And what I, you know, I opened my scripture and said, If thou would diligently hearken to the word, I just started crying again. <laughs> and so, you know, I told P.I., this is what God is saying. P.I. said, if this is, you have the answer already, just go. And coming out of that relationship was not easy. The guy said, you had broken up with somebody. He said, no, you cannot leave me. You know, it was that bad. This woman that goes to church, he's a worker in church. He said, no, you cannot leave me. He became so aggressive. He would call my roommate, ask if I was in the room. I could be in the library. So far, I'm not picking my call. Trouble has started. He will start coming to my house. He will come to the front of my house and he'll be waiting for me. I followed guy. I've done, it was really bad. And I said, after I came out of a relationship, I, I was not ready for another relationship. I just said, I wanted to save God. And, you know, I was in Solve, 
I was um, in choir, you know, care kept pushing us, kept pushing us, kept pushing us. So by the time our friendship graduated to the relationship talk phase, I was not ready to even hear the relationship. We would just say, I love you. I would say, eh, I'm not sure you love me. Because I wasn't so convinced that after all I've been through, there could actually be somebody that God would still put my love in his heart. He knew everything I went through, you know, in the last relationship, but he kept on. And he was like, because I was so scared, he said, I'm not saying you should marry me. Because that was one of the um, threats of my past relationship. Marry, marry, year one. <laughs> <laughs> so, on my, on, on my matriculation day, he brought a ring. I, I said, where is this proposal coming from? <laughs> we didn't have a conversation about whether... He just, just so he can cage me in that relationship. And so, because he did that... And thank you, Phil. Just because he did that in front of my friend, coming out of the relationship and then going into another relationship with, they all know that it's my brother and my friend, was a bit, you know, was a bit tough. And I kept praying and I kept praying. And he kept saying, see, I'm not saying marry me. And so that gave me peace. He said, let's even try. Let's try. Let's work it. Let's see. And so that really gave me, you know, peace of mind. And then on the day I was going to reply, because it was totally a step of faith. I prayed and so good. I said, God, give me a word to stand on. And God really gave me a word. And I texted him that night and I said, we are on in Jesus' name. <laughs> we are on operation. We are on. No. Now, let's talk about the aspect of spec. Because I know that we are on came. But before we are on, there was this show, my God. It's because, <clears throat> go ahead. This yeah. brother tried gone. I remember back then, he would walk her, you know. And Buki was very, you know, she just, she was a Muslim. She's a Christian. You no know, fire of God, you know. Very, hallelujah, glory to God. So in her mind, please, go ahead. So in my mind... At that point, before we said we are one in Jesus' name, he kept saying, why not pray about it? Oh, so sorry. Why not pray about it? Why not pray about it? I kept, you know, shying away from it. I was saying, ah, no, I don't want to pray. Because maybe somehow I was scared of what God would say. And I spoke with my, you know, my father in church, um, Pastor Bjorn Shaderu, and he said, pray about it. It's just as simple as that. And then I prayed, and I got the, um, um, the word, and then we went on. And so in my mind, you know this, you have this picture of who you want to marry. And some way, my friends would tease me. They would say, ah, ah, he's dark. I'm dark. By the time Nepal takes life, we will not see our children. <laughs> we will have to be using torchlights to look for the children. You know, that one was one aspect. People say these things like, you know, in joke. But deep down in my room, I was thinking about it. And it went on and on and on. I, was, I had all the buts, buts, buts. But then I had what God said. And that was what I held on to. I love that. She had all the bots, but there is a word. There's something about this family. They have a word for everything. And one of the reasons why we're having this conversation is to emphasize the power of unity in the word and in the spirit. Imagine the person was dating Christian. So if you think Christian is the, we go to the same church, is the criteria for marrying. No added advantage yes but the first thing you want to look at is 
how is the life a testament now i want us to talk about oh, go ahead. i wanted to say something you know when she, when you know i was telling her don't why don't you pray about it remember i told you i was in a relationship where i lost my peace when i met her there was nothing like loss of peace mm. i had it mm. you know I, I mean i know the way god talks to me right so with her i was comfortable so my point emphasizing why don't you pray about it is so that she can get her own conviction, conviction as well so good you know but for me i knew what it was from the beginning you know sometimes we joke about it that you know it started from my brother my sister but from the onset i had the end in mind because from the first day I saw her, I know that this is the kind of person I can. <laughs> I love, I love what he said. So no matter how convinced you can, remember what Reverend Tok said yesterday. Your fault, faith will work for you. You cannot force your conviction down somebody's throat. I am sure you. I'm sure you should be sure. No, go and pray and have your own um, conviction. Let's talk about the role of the word. In your marriage and how you guys have been able to i'm going to come to the financial part of the bits but just generally if you can think about in incidences in your life that you guys have been able to navigate by the power of the word and agreement in your marriage okay um that's the big deal we won't be standing today but by the word of god and um we didn't we didn't start uh, our marriage you know, she, she's mentioned the word. Give us the words. Zephaniah. The word, Zephaniah 317. You know, um, the Lord in the midst of thee is great and mighty. And so, that, yes, that's the word that she got, right? I didn't get the word, but I had the peace. You see what I mean? Yeah, but it was a function of my relationship with God at that point in time, right? If I were so deep in the word i would have had a word that i was so you know aside the piece that i was working with you know so our relationship you know we had the rough part you know starting off um from the financial to yeah, yeah, let's go you know, to, that. to even understanding ourselves you know and all but one thing is certain that the love of god was between us and we didn't have a situation where someone is saying something spiritual and the other person is saying, what is she, what is she talking about? What is he talking about? We were always aligned in the spirit. You know, before God now took us to the place where we are now standing on the word. And you know, where you worship is also a function of how deep you are in the word. When we got married, I was in the Baptists. You know, before then... I was in my home church, African Apostolic Church. Luckily, P.I. was there <laughs> last week, you know. Um, but, you know, we were not trained to be, you know, you know, the way we are trained in the fountain. I'm a fountaineer today, to the glory of God. <laughs> you know, uh, the way we are trained by scriptures, that we breathe and eat and drink scriptures, you know, uh, we were not trained that way. And so even in the Baptist, it was not, you know, I knew the kind of woman I married. But then I was worried when we were attending the Baptist that I'm not feeling our spirituality, you know, in the Baptist church. Because sometimes we just go to church, we just be wondering, what are we doing today? You know, until 
that day, I can remember it was 2017. 2017. So before then, I would normally cross over in uh, the Baptist church. And before we got married, she invited me to Fountain to come and have, have the crossover service at Fountain. I said, no, that I have my, you know, this ego that men we normally have. I have my own church. Why should I, <laughs> why should I go to your own church? And that was my mistake because that year, I didn't even understand what we were doing at the crossover service. You know, Baptist is very um, academic, you know. So you will have all these reports of everything that has happened during the year. You know, they will read. When I said this is supposed to be a spiritual, you know, event, to cut the long story uh, short, that year I made a promise to myself that I'm not crossing over. In the, even though it's still my church, I won't cross over in this church again. So the next crossover... We went to Fountain together. So 2017 crossover at the Fountain of Life Church, December 31st, as we're crossing over to 2018. It was, it was so strong in my heart. I heard the Lord saying to me, this is now your church. When, I, when we got home that day, I told her, I said, this is now. She didn't believe because there was no prior conversation. There was no prior thoughts about it. There was no, no premonition. Wow. It was the Holy Spirit just telling me that this is now your church. That was the beginning of our breakthrough as a family. Because what God wants to do in your life, you can limit God in performing what he wants to do. If you are not studying the word the way, if you don't take the word for what it is, you can limit what, the abilities of God. Because God is a respecter of his word. He said, I've exalted my word more than my name. So that these things that God will do for you, if you are not grounded in the world to appropriate it. You may not get it actualized. Wow. So I think that was what God was doing that year. Setting me up to understanding him better wow. through the world. Hallelujah. You Thank know. you so much. But Buki, let's talk about that. Because there are people that when they get... Because you got married for two years. You've been in Fountain. The idea of I must marry a Fountain man. Oh, it would be great to be. And then your husband... And you, you went... Even though you still come for Thursday showers, I don't know. Do you yeah, come for, sometimes yeah. you come for Thursday showers. How did you navigate that season? Okay, so even though I knew I wasn't really growing spiritually, you know, compared to where I was coming from, Saul, Fountain of Life Church, and, you know, every other thing that was, you know, put in place for our spiritual growth, it wasn't really happening in Baptist. I still kept going. The place of submission and, you know, just surrendering. And I remember I'll go for Thursday showers. Sometimes from Thursday showers, you know, I see PI. I'll go for discovery for women. I'll go for word explosion. You know, just something, you know, to fill that gap, to just keep growing. Even though Fountain was no longer my main church. I was now worshiping in the Baptist. I got baptized in the Baptist. But I still kept on going. I kept on going. I kept on going. And I'll hear testimonies from Fountain. I'll come back. I'll share. Pastor, we talk about a word. We have a word for the week. We have promises of, for, um, for the year, for the month. I'll come back. I'll bring that home. There was a particular time, you know, God, you know, helped me to put um, confessions for the family in place. And they were majorly scriptures. Majorly scriptures. And, you wow. know, that helped our, our relationship. By the time my husband was going to come to Fountain, I think we were at some point. Was it after the house issue? I want you to talk about that. Okay, house okay. Issue. The house issue, yes. That was the place of the world again. Um, so, this place we got married. I think we, I, you know the place. <laughs> it's not so good accommodation, right? So, we were trusting God to change that accommodation. And um, we have tried all we could, you know, raise money 
Uh, and then we saw this particular house that we liked. You know, we met the landlord. Even the landlord was a pastor, you know. And um, it happened that for some reason, the money we had was not enough, you know, for this house. So it was now like the whole world was crumbling on us. Meanwhile, the other landlord where we were still staying, you know, was throwing tantrum, you know. Wow. So, um, at some point, I normally say I get crashed um, discovery for women. So, it was discovery for women. I said, no, today, I, I just need, need I just need a word in my life. <laughs> so, I went with our baby. I was holding Ire, Ire our first uh, son. And um, she was in front. Um, and while the service was going on that day, Pastor said, who are you? I'm talking about Pastor Tayo. He said, the Lord said, Masukumo. I quoted him. You know, he said, the Lord said, Masukumo. Yes, don't cry again. Don't cry again. I'm like, wow. I just, and I started crying. <laughs> <laughs> because it was too precise. It was too precise. Because before then, in that service, I was all in tears that God you will show forth. You know, and that word just gave us comfort. The following day, I got to the office and I was speaking with a colleague, and it was because he knew about the house issue. I was like, "How far with this house?" I said, "There's a place we found, though, but it's not—it's the money that is not even." The guy just dropped something like he spoke. You know, that's how God works. You know, God works in mysterious ways. He just dropped something casually. Ah, what is it now? Just make it happen. Blah 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 blah. blah. I said, ah, "I wasn't thinking about that." So all I needed to do was to say, "Okay, speak to my HR. Give me some salary advance." That will pay back in two months. <laughs> wow. That was just it. You know, the salary advance, I was just going to pay back in two months. I'm like, come on, why didn't I? I was the head of department in my, in, my, <laughs> in my organization then. You know, it was not like something, I, I mean, but God just needed to show himself. And that was how God sorted it, you know. And then we moved to the, to the, the new house. house. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much. Now, yeah. let's talk about the journey of even switching careers. I wanted to go around. Now, you create confessions with the word. One of the things I love, you guys pray together and you study the word together. How has that been? And how do you know? What's your advice to couples and even singles? What has that done for your family? Praying together and studying the word together. Praise God. Okay, so we didn't get to this point in one day. When we first got married, hmm, I was wondering, how are we going to be doing devotion in this family? <laughs> because as much as we try to pray, you know, sometimes it's not so deep, it's not so intense, like the way P.I. taught us, you know. So when we, <laughs> so when we got married, my husband would wake up very early, you know, you would go to the office. I, would, I, I was just really concerned. And, you know, back to our um, dating years, there is something we normally do. Why was even waiting on God for a job? Because at that point, it was just in between teaching jobs, different, um, mm. you know, tutorials, and he would go. He was making something for himself, but he wasn't satisfied. Don't forget, let's, if, you know, he finished with first class. Like, the job should be automatic, but the job wasn't coming. And so wow. we'll go to chapel, we'll pray. I knew certain things God told me that I didn't even know about, that God had told them, you know, their forefathers, their fathers. And in the place of prayer, I'll receive a word, I'll share with him. We'll go to chapel together, we will hold hands together, we will pray. One thing that I know is that there is nothing that we have ever agreed on that has not come to pass. So what does the devil do? The devil tries 
not to make that possible. Come on. That agreement, that place of holding hands, it is, it is a place where every couple should be. And it starts from now, from your relation, from your dating years. And we tr transition into marriage and you, you get busy. But, you know, I was doing what I could do in my best. But one of the things God reminded me as we sat in the room where um, Tokyo kept us was that until my husband moved into that priesthood position hey! in the home. Which is what Pastor Toju said. Come on. He moved into that priesthood position in the home. I was praying. I was studying the word. I was going for when friends pray. I was... But that alignment of the two coming together to agree. So the moment my husband stepped into that, you know, and he started 2020 during COVID. My husband is going to talk about that during the career aspect so that we can understand where, you know, where we are coming from. And so that has really helped in the place of unity and agreement and confession. Sorry, let me speak. Um, thank you so much, baby, for reminding us. You know, <laughs> you know. You know, <laughs> praise the Lord. So you, We like it, speak, you know, being on. You, <laughs> glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, so, you know, that place of Priesthood. the man stepping up to being the priest of the home yeah. is too critical. Come on. Even myself, at, at the point I was not in that position. I knew that the family was not so we're not we're not balanced i would say on in all ramifications we're not spiritually balanced we're not financially balanced we're not emotionally balanced in fact when she was pregnant of our second born right uh, that's the red dollar we had this fight you know as a quarrel i mean not fight anything that turns physical you know leave that marriage <laughs> so i meant quarrel so this quarrel was so heavy that she had to speak to someone in my office who is like, is a pastor, you know, and is like a superior over me in the office as well. So I knew what I had in mind. I knew that breaking a marriage was no option, you know. But I was trying to make a point that you are stressing me. <laughs> and because of that, I won't come around, you know. I'll come at home and then I will not speak to her. For almost one week and one more than one week and then she was getting bothered at what is going on here and then she started calling my i don't know if you call pastor biodun then I, I couldn't remember i think she called pastor biodun and somebody else in accountability my, yes, can you hear that? and called somebody else in my office it was then i told the person in my office that see i am not you know because i was i was saying some things to her and then believers you should be careful of what we say i was saying things like me i'll just leave this marriage i'll take my son you will take your daughter, which was in, in Atomi at that point in time. And then we just go our separate ways. I didn't mean those things. Hey. You know, I didn't mean them. But I was just saying, but I thought she took those words seriously. And, and for us, guys, what we say and we don't mean, please don't say it. Don't say it, please. Because for them, they take everything. So at a point, I was now scared that, ah. Was this woman thinking that I was serious about what I was saying? Breaking a home is not an option because I know where I'm coming from. I know where she's also coming from. You know, I'm from a polygamous home. She's from a, you know, broken home, more or less. You know, so that we don't want our children to go through whatever we went through. You know, so 
you know, when, when the person spoke to me in the office, I now had to say, let me just go and talk to her so that she will understand. So I now, before leaving the office that day, so I prepared this beautifully written note. You know, I wrote all the positive to unsay all the negative things that I have said. So I now wrote them out. You know, you know, there's a place of ego for a man too. You know, but in love, you know, Bible says perfect love cast out fear, right? So at that point, I just had to throw away my ego and then write all those beautiful things. So as I came home, I hugged her, and then I dropped the note. She was crying, I was crying, and then we just made up. You know? <laughs> so, so that, in, in our eight years of marriage, that is the only quarrel I can ever say that, you know, has included the external party. Whatever is going on, we just manage it somehow. But what I found out was all those periods when we we're having issues, mm. you know, there were periods we were not, number one, we were not studying the word together. We were not praying well enough together. You know, she said it, no, I'm hurrying to the office and then we just say, oh, Father, Father we thank you, you blah, 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 blah. Five minutes, glory to your name in Jesus' name. Amen. And then I leave. <laughs> you know, it wasn't enough. You know, we were not spending time together. We were not sharing Rema together we were not you know and those are very important aspects of marriage until that time and i'm going to give this testimony because while i was seated there the holy spirit reminded me one of the things that pushed fire into our marriage was pure i don't know if you remember there was a time in during covid it was 2020 or 2021 you know when we had um, we had this family valentine event yeah, that P.O., P.I., a lot of our pastors were around. And P.I. just said that day, can I pray with you? And then I was telling my wife, she held my tummy. And it was like, I felt that some things were turning. And then she, she told me and said, like, God, you have the, the uh, like, burden for prayer that is inside of you. And as she was touching my tummy, like, physical, like, I'm not kidding. Physically, I could feel something tummy in my tummy and that was the that was the switch because from that time it's been from glory to glory from glory to glory in our level of prayer most especially the study of the word so every morning when we wake up we could study for one hour and pray for 15 20 minutes 30 minutes but you will know that it's intense prayer you will know your spirit you know the bible says the spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are sons of god when you have prayed you are sure in your spirit that yes you have touched you know a part of heaven i mean that was a very important part of of um of our marriage until that point when i had to step up and be the priest of the house at a point i would even encourage her and i said baby you see every morning when you wake up is a decision because when i want to when i want when i want to wake up in the morning it's not easy but you just have to push and say yes i have to wake up so what i do is we plan if i know i'm going out by 6 a.m i would have planned to wake up early enough so that i can wow. study we can pray before i go because not doing wow. it is not an option we just have to do it and that is until then that was when we started hearing god clearly that was when we started seeing god that was when god will give us instruction and then we will follow if you don't read the scripture there is nothing god did. jesus said the holy spirit will remind you everything that i have taught you if you don't have anything in in your reservoir what will come to your remembrance nothing so the remembrance that jesus was talking about is first of all studying the scripture laboring in the word is too important 
because when you labor in the word that is when revelation comes to you that is when you are even sure of what you're what you're saying or what you're doing because without that i don't know it's like groping in darkness may we never grow up in darkness hallelujah in Jesus name. Amen. amen thank you so much now let's talk about the aftermath you guys moved there's something you said about how there's never been a time the lord told you to do anything and your wife was like ah oh. and you were like thank god for this woman there are times when she has seen and heard yes. how do you manage a gifting your own gifting and dimension and all okay so first of all there's no competition no no competition one of the things i pray to god and God bless the soul of Pastor Bimbo Dukoya. You know, one of the things I pray to God when coming into, uh, I mean, when I was dreaming about my own marriage was that God will make me so comfortable that I said my wife will be very rich, extremely rich, but the family will not have to depend on her wealth. That God will bless me so much that I will even take good care of her, you know. Do you understand what I'm, what, what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Because I know that in this day and age, there's a lot of partnership about marriage. Wow. You say, oh, partnership, you know, you bring, you are earning a million per month. Somebody else is earning two million. We come together so that, I, I'm not saying it's, it's wrong, but I never planned for that in my life. <laughs> you know, my plan was that God will bless me well enough that I'll be able to take care of her, even though she will be very wealthy. On our own do you understand what i'm trying to say you know so that was the intention we had so a lot a couple of times she will even come and say hey i want to do i said it's our money what do you want us to do so sometimes on our money she will say ah, i'm having this body we should do this sewing i said let's go ahead it's our money Please, it's uh, not your how did you your, our money our money even though my money. money there is no money i have ever earned in my life that my wife does not know about I have not earned an income till date that my wife is not aware of. If I'm getting bonus in the office, she knows. If I am, she knows how much I earn her salary. Do you understand? So, so there are certain things that we also not come. You know, I mean, if you don't know what your husband earns and you see him doing this, doing that, you know, you can say, let's come and do this. Meanwhile, the man does not have enough money to do that. Do you understand? So, there's no amount I earn that she, she has all the password to all my ATM cards, you know, so there's no, you know, sometimes you take my car out and we're like, eh, can I, can I spend from please go ahead, <laughs> you know, so, so that is the way we have, so there's no, I mean, I, there's no money I earn, and I'm not interested in how much she earns, I'm not interested, you understand, so if she earns and she decides to spend for the family, good, but even when she spends, she still finds a way to get it back. <laughs> you know? That's how women are, you know. <laughs> so, understanding that is very critical. So, without understanding, to now speak to the point that P.I. was talking about, that yes, that there is no, yeah, yes, there is no, there is no instruction, there is no uh, spending that we have had to do that is not collaborative. Even if I'm receiving instruction to, to do a sewing, I will speak to her that this is what I'm thinking, you know, what do you think? And she will never say no. You know, she will never say no. Um, I don't know if we can go to this extent, but, you know, there was a project that God laid in our hearts to do, you know, which was not, um, it, was a, it was a project. Um, maybe I, I don't want to be too specific about that project, but it was going to cost a lot for us to, to embark on that project. So, you know, it was something like, 
you've had savings, you know, after a while, we, you know, the house we gave testimony about just now, you know, we left that house, moved to another place, you know, after a while, you know, but for some time, we've been having the nudge, at least to have a home of our own, you know, so, I mean, we started that pursuit since like 2018, you know, we've, they've taken us to all kinds of places in Lekki, in, you know, we we're close to making some payment for some reason we could not do it. So, like, all the monies you have saved up for that, project. for that project, then it came to a point that, you know, you had a nudge. God asked you to start spending that money. Not for you, not for anybody else, but for his own work, you know. So, we started spending the money. We took out, you know, let me use percentages. Let's yeah. say you have about 100% saved up, you know, and then you, you took out the first, let's say, 20%, you know. So, you have you had 80% left. Uh, you said, okay, that's all God wanted. Let me do it. And then you move on. And then while you are still at that, you know, you do the next 10% and then the next 20%. And this project is not ending until the point that I'm like, this whole money will finish up. Then we're studying scripture, that money. You know, I was, I was telling her, it was in John chapter 4, when, you know, Jesus was feeding, Jesus was going to feed the 5,000. And Jesus said to Philip, where are we going to get the, you know, food to feed all these people? And Philip, the Bible says, this is said to this is said to test Philip because he knew what he was about to do. The way God speaks to us is from his word. You know, so it was a test. So as soon as I, I read that out, this, the scripture jumped in my spirit that God was testing us. This is said to Philip in order to test him because he knew what he was about to do. Wow! When I caught that revelation, I cried because you know all your savings was going to be gone. At that point, my wife said, even if all is gone to this, we will be happy knowing that we have glory to God. Knowing that we have, we have done the will of God. I mean, when she said that, I was encouraged in the spirit. We spent 100% to 10% before the project was done. And, and that was how God wanted it to be done. Of course, I can't begin to tell you the testimony that followed. It's mind-blowing. Before one year after, it's mind-blowing. And to the glory of God, before the end of this year, we'll be moving to our own home. To the glory of God. Hallelujah. Amen. God, you can never... Because I was going to get there now. And I think that's the beginning of... Sorry. I think that was the beginning of... Um, becoming kingdom, God really making your family yeah, kingdom, kingdom financiers. When I heard this testimony, what the Lord did for them, what the Lord did for them, the way God did it, and he came back to the training of the word. Absolutely. The Lord said, go. I'm going to start with that tempest. And the Lord did things out of proportion. And that was the beginning of conscious kingdom and he says something that god told that even if they take you for if they take if they take you for granted on this kingdom mission that your family will be doing kingdom yeah. financing he says his money even mm. if people take advice as far as i'm not saying yes. it's god so you know you know the way that came you know when that happened we were happy you know when when you have done something even though from a human perspective you feel like ah the entire savings is gone Right, but you are excited in the spirit, knowing that you have done the will of God. 
it was at that point in time that we, we started to, you know, forget about ourselves. You know, when we say we will lay down every idol, you know, money can be an idol. At that point in time, you know, scripture says that, you know, when um, the Pharisees came to Jesus and they asked him, which, which is the greatest commandment? He said, you will love the Lord thy God with the whole of your heart, with the whole of your mind, with the whole of your soul. And the second is like, you love your neighbor as yourself. Now, if I love God and I cannot give out of what I have, what kind of love is that? For God so loved the world that he gave. You know, so if God gave his best, you know, you know this scripture that says that he who did not withhold his son, but gave him up for us, or what will he not together with him, you know, give us, freely give us all things. So, God gave us Jesus. That was the you know the best thing that you know god god himself coming down here to save us you know so what is it that we have that we cannot give to him so it was at that point that we learned that whatsoever we have is for god god gave us in the first instance so we should not have any issues any worry giving it back to him you know um, i was telling pi and po that at some point there's no difference between our personal finance and you know, kingdom, kingdom, kingdom finance. finance, what God has committed into our hand. Because one thing, I mean, and I've understood by scriptures that he that sows sparingly, we reap sparingly. He that, you know, sows bountifully, we reap bountifully. The Bible says, let everyone give us their purpose in their heart, not uh, by, of compulsion or of necessity, because the Lord loves a cheerful, cheerful giver. giver. And Jesus said, give, and it shall be given unto you. But when you get back, it's good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over, you know. And there's this scripture, Genesis 8.22, that says that, for as long as the earth shall exist, seed time and harvest. So, in fact, God made us to catch that revelation that, see, if you want to be wealthy, the, the secret is about sowing. Because yeah. seed time and harvest. Yes. So, every opportunity to sow gets us excited. Now, if we now got to the point where we are no longer doing it as a transaction. And that's what I always say to people, that giving to God is not transactional. Let's give to God first because we love him. You know, not because, oh, it is in his attitude, it's in the character of God to give back. You can't, you can't outgive God. It's not possible. By script, that means scripture will be broken. And heaven and earth will pass away. And the altar of God's word will not go unfulfilled. So, giving to God first should be about the love we have for God. And then secondly, because we know that he will not, we cannot outgive him. We will not give to him and we will not give to us back. So we understand that. So that the love for the things of God were now the things that we were now pursuing at that point in time. And if I had an issue, let's say we wanted to do something and my wife was like, ah, let's not do that. You know, number one, I don't want to hurt her feelings and I don't want mm. to feel left alone. Because yeah. doing it alone is not scriptural. Two shall become one, right? So, so we have to be aligned, you know, in whatever we are doing. If you're saying we are doing this sewing, we are together in it, saying that we are doing it. You understand? So, um, so that aspect was very critical to, you know, to the journey of God taking us, you know. We now got to that point where we didn't bother again about ourselves. You know, when we did that, um, you know, that one we, we were talking about, you know, we, we had nothing more. We, we, didn't have, we didn't even have 5% to buy a house, you know, but we were excited. We were excited and excited that, you know, God's name has been glorified. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please, I just like to um, put this in. The heart posture, like our heart to, towards, you know, doing the things of God, that it is not just about the reward that will come from it, but we knowing that we love God and Him commanding, obeying everything He tells us every step of the way. Now, the condition of the heart is what God looks at. That, you know, you can give from a mindset that, okay, if I give 10%, you calculate it, God will... And so it has gone beyond that, that even the things, you know, Bible says, seek you first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. Every other thing will be added. Now, those other things that people are dying to get, they are no longer the concern of, you know, of our marriage. We are just about after God's will being done, his kingdom moving forward. I mean, that change in mindset did not just jump on us in one day. And the part of alignment and agreement Coming as a couple to be in the center of God's will is, um, is key as well. So when God sees our heart, knowing that this, this I want to be a kingdom financier, it's not, God knows your heart. When this money hey. comes, where is it going to? Hey. And so sometimes I look at my husband and he's saying this. And so for couples as well, sometimes when your husband comes, he says something, we are doing this. Sometimes your wife might not catch up immediately. Just give them time. As far as you know that the spirit of God is in them, there will be a time where God will also touch their hearts in the place where you are both in agreement and in alignment. It is not enough to say, okay, God has God told me to do this. And then you come, you are now maybe having quarrel. There's disagreement. Okay, how do we do this? Questions are coming. So we just have to be at that place where we are both united and our hearts you know, is in line with the will of God. Now, let's talk about, can we celebrate Jesus? Are you getting something? Now, they have a lot of testimony. I'm deliberately staying on the testimony of the word because of where we have been. Because before we enter the uh, session, because there's something, and again, they carry such an unusual anointing of God in terms of this, having alignment as a couple. And that's what I want us to learn from. You said something that the moment you guys locked in, you started by saying the moment you locked in your priesthood. I hope the men are hearing this. Is it possible there are certain things that are not yet happening in your home because the Lord is waiting for you, the man. The woman has been interceding for you to get up, but God still will probably not break the order and let her, no, uncle, get up. And for singles, that is why. And I keep saying this, and maybe you can speak into it. It's not about how, it was about um, how gifted you look. He said he, he told his background. Robert loves God from the very beginning. But when you talk about charismatic, Buki was more charismatic because of our background. Oh, glory to God. We grew up, I feel the fire. Pastor Tayo, oh, I hear the Lord say. I hear the Lord say. Was, was, at the beginning, was Robert always dropping, I hear the Lord say. Was it? So, for somebody now that you want to get, that's what I'm saying for singles, you are looking for fruits, not just gifts. What's the capacity of this man to honor God's word, to hear God in the way that, and there's, there's capacity to grow, okay? Because a man can come, shh, glory, 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 I feel it, and you know, and if you judge, the, use the gift to judge the fruit, you might still not get this result. Because one of the things you're seeing here is capacity to grow, capacity to grow and honor for the word of God, right? Uh, you said um, when you guys came into your priesthood, you talked about how you prayed you kept praying about certain things. You brought in confession. And you guys found your alignment. How have you been able to sustain that alignment? I maybe remember what Pastor Femi preached yesterday. Do you see? Can you see what's happening here? The power of you. Is it possible that our homes were not bearing certain fruits because of 
this unity and alignment. If you are still divided about money, before I go to that question, I always ask you, when we talk about this project, I can ask the question, we'll talk about it. In terms of women still feeling insecure because their husband earned more than them. He's saying our money, our money now, but you, you will know that, okay, maybe, I'm, maybe it's me that I have 10% and the money that he has is 90%. But I've seen how you are able to you, are you guys are leading your money together. Like, you are not feeling, you are, you know, your voice is not silenced. Yeah. You, and it's not making any decision without you. How are you dealing with, how, do you, how did you get to that point? Okay, so, there's this place where, you know, we have um, an account. I have access to the account. He has access to that account. I have, you know, um, his ATM, the passwords, and all of that. Sometimes I does not remember my own. So, you know, it is sometimes the lie of the devil. You know, I had to come to that place of realization. So it didn't happen overnight. You came it there too. It didn't happen overnight. You know, I saw that. And, you know, when that feeling of struggle, struggle begins to come, like, ah, eh, what your husband is doing, you two, you want to begin to do, you want to begin to do. Ah, ah. You will be forming James, James Bond as if, you know. And God is saying, this is what I've called you to do. Because I remember while we were having our children, I could have gone into 9 to 5. I could have been, you know, going to work, gotten a job. But God said, what he wants me to do is to serve my family. And so I knew that even that, you know, was going to take a process about, okay, if um, this finances is coming, how do we balance this? How do we balance that? One thing I know about my husband, my husband is principled. And I celebrate God in him for that. He's highly principled. His financial discipline has also taught me a lot. In fact, the way I do business, there is no way I would have been able to, without my degree, been able to do it. There are sometimes he would just take me out to go and train me. He would tell me, see, babe, if you get this job, this is the amount of this business you are doing. If you do it, you're already making so 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 figure. If this thing goes on like this, you can make more than what salary would give you. And then he would take me up from there. Whatever he has taught me, I'll go back and apply it. What is your cost? What is your profit? I begin to put them together. Grooming. So when it comes to our spending, um, my husband can save very well. So when I see that, what I want to spend on, I have to... So it means I have to be disciplined. At all costs, I have to be disciplined. I cannot say, okay, this hair is very beautiful, and then I just go and remove money from the savings. No. I look at it as a man of vision. You know, and it is the vision the man has provided that the woman will walk towards. And so from there, the vision he has provided that we're walking towards. towards. So I know that I have to, you know, cut some excesses. Most of my husband's money actually goes into giving. And I say this with all humility and I thank God for that grace. It's a gift. It's a gift. Always, you know, when you're always giving, always giving, always, it is just the gift. So it is the spirit of God. And so I thank God for, you know, for God being able to share that with us. So sometimes I feel insecure, not because of him. It is myself. Sometimes, hey, <laughs> come on. Sometimes what I have to. Doing wrong. It's not, not what, what he's doing wrong. wrong. It's not what he's doing wrong. It is me. And you know, from that place of self, like, uh-uh, me too, I want to be able to. Me too, I want to be able to. One time I was saying, God, I need this. God, I need that. God said, I've put money in robot's hand. I do not see you to. I see you together as one. It is two shall become one. 
My husband does not have any issue with me saying I want to do anything, I want to buy anything. It is me that will be feeling, and sometimes God tell me, because you are being prideful. It is pride. Yep. Sometimes you, you say, oh, you don't want to ask. Okay, you're okay, independent woman, you're okay. You don't need anything. And then God is saying, I have put the provision there. Why won't you just ask? And so we have to work with the dimensions of God. And there are some times that God wants to see my heart. That my heart is not in the trust of what my husband is doing. And mm. God will say, do not ask. Whoa, take that again. The way that God can allow you to ask. Sometimes God is saying, before you turn him to Jaira, husband is Jaira. Don't ask him. Trust me. And so I would wait on God. And sometimes when I'm waiting on God on something, God will say, you see this small one in your account. Let me, God will first test your heart. Go and give it. And from nowhere, my husband will just say, ah, babe, you need money. Ah, I'll say, yes, why? I need money. And he'll just say, how much? Give me a figure to it. And I'll just say, whatever God puts in your, in your heart. But what God is dealing with me in my own secret place, I'm, be- I'm seeing how God is Wait, also... Wait, before all of you are jumping, don't forget their humble beginning. I went to their house in the Beningin. In the Beningin, yeah. But, but wait, sorry to cut you, but men, I hope you are learning. I hope you are learning. I hope you are learning. You know... <laughs> men, are you hearing? Women, women, don't say anything. Men, are you hearing? Then are you learning? If you... Did you remember? Sorry, please, you guys know that my voice has going to have to help me. Remember his desire and prayer. I want men, Robert is going to pray for us at some point before we go. For the men. See, when Pastor told you said that thing, some people might be like, uh uh-uh. uh. That, uh uh-uh. uh. A man alone, don't forget. She asked the Lord, what should she do? God said, take care of the children, but give her a business. So she, she's doing. This is not to empower women to do hand like this. No. It's not to, oh my God. Because. The essence of work is worship. Right? You have a skill set. You want to support your family. God can bless you. You might be in a season where the man can't do anything. You can't do it like this. You ask to go back to God. This is where we are. So what can I do? God will show you what to do. Absolutely. Okay? But there's, I feel there's something the Lord is emphasizing in this retreat. Men, it is God's desire that you provide. Now we are having a lot of situation where I'm meeting men that don't want to. They are living on woman, and they are okay. You might have a season where you are going through because listen, the same way for a woman, there's an innate wiring in you to nurture your home. I watch Claire's video. I don't like to cook, but how many you? Hey, I, me and um, Nikki were laughing about it. I said now. They ask you, I say I'm homemaker. Before when they say homemaker, I will I'm not, excuse me. I do so many don't I do so many things. See, I've embraced my full chest. Because I realize what made you get to that point is you are numbing something. In every woman, there's this, there's something in you to nurture your own. You are the one as they jump the dog boy. A mama is still sleeping. You are waking me. Baby cry. You know. There's something. You know where something is in your house. You There's just this doing. There's this ability to nurture. And the culture is telling you, no. Turn it down. We're not turning anything down. 
We are not turning it down. We will nurture. We will take care of our children, our family. You will have grace to do things. If you need to walk, you walk. No problem. However, I'm no man. I don't want to be. What is she saying? Now, give me a figure. I'm telling you. I will go to my husband. I baby recently. <laughs> I said I, I told him. God told me to do something. I did something. He said, "I miss you." When I go broke, I said, "Baby." He said, "Should I throw you something?" <laughs> I said, throw it. Throw it my way. But I remember one time, I think we tried recently, and Pio needed one money, one amount. He said, do you have this amount in your account? I said, okay, let me send it to you. I didn't, my mother stopped. He said, ah, I'm such a blessed man. I can just ask you like that. You have this kind of money. But I'm not even going to, I'm not banking anymore. I, that's why I struggled to live where I was. Because I was thin, I will never be poor. I've seen poverty. Some of you, you are reacting to your tra- trauma. So, you will walk, die. What? You will keep that. I, and I, when I started walking in certain places, I was swiping. Oh my God. My confidence was in that car. My husband was like, don't worry, baby, I got it. Don't worry, baby. I think God saw me. So, why don't be going? Be guarding it. Oh yeah, come back. Because this is something you're saying. Because I really want to talk about it. I felt so insecure. When God pulled me back. And I pulled back. I was just saying, I, I want to buy pad. No, all those when you want to leave your job says for six months. I, I did. I have things to fall back. And I thought pay after six months. The thing the Lord want me to do will have clear. Remember when you called me? She told you, she, she has a master's. Oh, it's brilliant. God told her to be cooking food. That's the struggle. The same way some of you guys say she's so close. No. You don't want some kind of job. Because it doesn't show you, I can't sew clothes. They say, what do you do? I'm a clothes maker. No. I'm in a PhD, D-D-D-Y-Y-Y. Because that's what you think it was. I remember when I went to ask my husband for a pad. I would package it. I'd be rehearsing. Because all I was seeing was what I didn't want to become. But that was a lie of the devil. I was not that. I'm obeying, I'm on a pathway, I'm on a journey. And my husband saw. But people say, people say, see, if your life was not producing results, I won't support. I don't support bad behavior. But me see, your life, we are seeing the fruit of this, your God said. So the problem is some of you that they can't believe your God said, quote, quote, jack, I'm trying to The saying, you see, say, the fruit of the saying. And I know how, and for women here, some of you, you are not, even you, are, God cannot trust with some money. Because you are going to drag leadership with your husband. So, now at that point, I was, oh my God, how did you? My husband wants to talk about money. People will try to, you know, you know, so baby, because I was very, very touchy. Because the moment you talk about money, oh my God, I know I, I'm, 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 I'm great, you know. It's just a season right now. Explanation, who ask you? Because my son is here. I was here. I will let me, Monsieur Lola. Before the missile was Suleiman, I will not collect. I'm not that kind of girl. So I pray the Lord will break that because some of you, you might be resisting the help God is bringing your way. Because I remember one day, I was like, God said, Why are you acting broke? The same thing He said to you, I've given you, you some of you said, God, I need more. And God is looking at you, He's looking at the account of the family, He's there. But at the same time, can I say something about Bookie? As blessed as they are to the glory of God right now, there are some things that we expect Bookie to be doing as a slave queen. To the glory of God, I have pre information on things. She's not. 
It's not there she wants to buy bond streets. Some people joined money. It's not there you want to force it now. Let that joint money be for purpose that is Jedi will touch things. Then if you have the I'll also put it this way, the good to have, the need to have, the must have. The good to have, some of you want to die on it, on the sources that you know that you are building from somewhere. I said all of this to say that God wants to, I feel like God wants to break that, that situation. Are there practical steps that he used? Because it's not like God will tell you that you are prideful. Are there practical steps to break that old way? How can you be married but you are insecure, you feel bad to ask your spouse for money or you feel bad you are not in a bad place, but you are in a bad place. Do you know what I'm saying? You are not in a bad place. And some of you, unfortunately, that weariness, you will weary your partner. Do you know, if you feel insecure about the, our money and how he's able to govern it, you will you can't hide it for too long. You will become very snappy. The man will say one thing. He didn't mean it as, oh, the money, maybe just say, oh, man, babe, we have to pray. Oh, ah, the money is going down. Oh my God, it's me. I've said it. Because I'm not bringing anything. I'm the one. I'm the one. Can we stop it? Because you see, we are delaying the abundance. God, if the little we have is creating this much tension, how much more can God give to us? So, are there practical steps that helped you to break that insecurity as well? Okay, so for me, the way God deals with me, you know, the renewal of my mind constantly. So I have the scripture, you know, I'll write it, I'll paste it on my wardrobe, you know, I'll confess it, I'll, I put it in the kitchen, and then I also apply some of the um, giving strategies and principles in the scripture. So when you, when I look at my life and I look at my business and there is something that is not supposed to be, and I come, I, you know, in my humility, I come and I talk to my husband. This and this and this is what is happening. There are some things God is telling me to do. Maybe a seeding I need to sow. Something I need to give. You know, well, so yesterday night, stroke this morning, there was something I was looking at in my wardrobe. I said, if you don't release the old, the new will not come. And so, those mentalities, those mindsets that, you know, we brought it from our background, coming from where we are, you know, from my upbringing. My mom will walk, go to... You know, barely had time for us. I thank God for my dad, you know. Even though it was the mood, he was always present to guide us. And so, I take, I embrace the fatherhood of God. You know, that fatherhood nature of God. To provide, to teach, to, you know, to, to just make my heart in that position where my mind is constantly renewed. Taking out the thoughts of the devil, speaking the word, and being open to my husband sincerely. If this is what I have in my account, some of us is, um, I don't know if it's pride or is we are being shy. I just open up, this is what I have left in my account, you know, and the kind of access he has given me as well. So that way, the Holy Spirit has, you know, helped me to be, just be open, just be open. So it is in our loneliness or in our own mind that we begin to nurture some of those thoughts. Oh, I'm not enough. I'm not doing this enough. Things are happening and you're beginning to say, ah, oh, maybe it's me. Maybe God doesn't want me to. To you know, to have um, financial freedom, freedom, and then God is saying, "I have seen the two of you before. God, you are one. So we just need to enter that mindset that sees you and your husband as being one. Whatever blessing God is blessing your husband with, I mean, what I said, very fantastic. That just we want to make a trip. I'm also saying, they book this room, book that hotel, book this one, using you know personal funds. 
I can collect it later. But <laughs> but you know, God is also helping, and you know that also gives the man some sort of confidence. That, yeah. Okay. Sometimes you ask me, you have so some. Oh, you have this money, and you'll be shocked as well. So God has just, you know, it has just been God showing us step by step and us to be open to one another. There is nothing to hide. This is what is in this account. This is what, I will not go and bring a note beyond what the man is earning as well and being able to live wow. within that. Step. I will not bring a need beyond what the man is earning. Can we celebrate Jesus? Robert, before we go, okay, I want you to, okay, want to say something. Yes, I wanted to speak a bit more on the emphasis on the word of God. Yeah, that's what's going. Yeah. And um, so you know one thing we have understood about God is that um, when God when God is dealing with you until you obey one instruction, he doesn't give you the other one. You know? So remember the instruction to say, Oh, this he was this is said to test Philip because he knew what he was about to do. So that was an instruction at that point in time that liberated our mind and took our minds off that um, saving that we had. Meanwhile, in 2019, God had told us that we should stop praying about our home. I was the one that received it. That we should just be thanking him for the home he has given us with nothing. We didn't even have enough savings at that time when the word came. So we're thanking God. Thank God for our room our bathroom, our, you know, everything. In fact, we taught the children that way. That when we are praying, they will thank God for their house. In fact, we named the house that we have not seen. We, we gave it a name. You know, it was that, it was that um, serious. So, after that episode of the tests, so the next thing that happened was, I think it was sometime last year, you know, pastor went on one vacation and then he came back. So he was teaching us the book of Genesis, you know, in his teaching. You know, we attend the headquarters in Ilupeju. So, and I had the nudge to go study that, um, you know, from Genesis chapter, from when God told um, Abraham, leave your father's house, your mother's house. I think it's from Genesis chapter 12, you know. So I got to chapter 13, verse 17 to be precise. And what the scripture says is, Arise, walk around in the land through his length and his width, for I have given it to you. That's the scripture, Genesis chapter 13, verse 17. Meanwhile, we have been praying to God that, you know, whatever we are getting will be in our estate where we currently live. So when that word came, it jumped alive. You know the way revelation comes. You will see, it will, it will be as though someone was talking into your ears and it was so forceful. So I had the nudge that evening, you know, thank God for work from home. I finished work that day on a Monday. So I walked around my estate and I was quoting that scripture. Arise, walk around in the land. True is that, you know, God has told me I should not pray about the land. I mean, about the house that we should just be thanking him. You for you. So, but because I had that nudge, I was just quoting that scripture. I walked around the first day, the second day, the children joined me. The third day, she joined us, all of us. I think it was like 21 days after then, right? Before then, I've been having the nudge to just ask around what's going on around this estate. You know, I even told my wife that can we go outside the estate and just check around? Maybe there is anything. We don't have enough savings to do all these things. But I was just having that nudge. So we went, 
you know, they took us to one place outside the estate. You know, she said, ah, we don't want anything outside the estate at all. You know, but it was in that journey, and it, it coincided with 20, the 21st day after I did that study in the scripture. And then they took us to that place. In fact, when they brought us into that estate, it's just a, an estate not far from where we currently live, you know. And I've been hearing about that estate, but I was saying, no, 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 we are not coming here, you know. Where we live is where we're going to stay. But it was as if we entered into that estate, and as we took a turn, it was, it was as though the veil was removed. And I could see more than what I was saying. You know, like I felt a nudge that, no, something is going on here, you know. And then they took us to this place, bare land, nothing, you know. But for some reason, you know, <laughs> that spirit of faith inside of us, you know, as a believer, we all have to covet it. Wonder walking faith, you know. So as we got into that land, it, it, it was as though something is happening there. So I, myself and my wife, we walked around the land and we just said, Bible says, wherever the sole of your feet shall step, I'll give it for an inheritance. There was nothing on that land, mind you, you know. And when that happened, so we asked, oh, what's the price? Because those guys are about to start building something. Right? What's the price? Blah, blah, blah. They told us we didn't have the money, you know. Um, but by faith, we kept moving. The following day, we went to their office. We signed the papers. And all the money we had with us, we gave it to them. Mind you, it was just 30% of the money needed for that house. I mean, to sell the house or to buy the house, I mean. So we gave it out in faith that God will come true for us. Then we got home and we're thanking God. God, thank you for this that you have done. And the word came, Philippians 1, 6. Faithful are you, Lord, who has begun this good work. We also, I mean, we perfect it until the day of Christ. So when we got that scripture, we were excited that no, it is done. Like it is done. Imagine you giving, paying thirty percent to buy a house, and then they ask you to sign that you will make payment of the balance in not less than six months, and you have given all that you have. And your salary in the you six know, months cannot be given all. In this, will not. Do you understand? So, you will know that this can only be God. Man, every time, when we think about it, even up till now, you know, as we as we speak, you know, God is faithful. God has fully paid it, you know. And when we just think about it, we just be like, how? How did it, how did this, how is it even possible that this will happen? So, it just underscores the, the why, why the word must be at the center of whatever we do. So I'll say to myself that what if we didn't study? What if <laughs> what if we were not hearing God? You know, a lot of what if that could have gone wrong. But you know, God is faithful to his word. And you know, God is always speaking. When Jesus said, my sheep know me and they hear my voice. You know, he knows what he's talking about. But you will hear the voice when you stay in the world so nobody can tell me now what why i need to keep studying because i've seen like the words have visibly been manifested in our lives i can see the result so nobody can tell me the word doesn't work when it has worked for me 
Glory to God. Nobody Hallelujah. can tell you. Still with the mic, let me ask this question as we wrap up. Nobody can tell you that the word doesn't work because it has worked for you. Talk about the moment where you've, the Lord told you to leave a job. You came into another one. And then at the point where you're selling stock, you're wondering what should we do. The Lord says, move it this way. Just say in the practicality of okay. hearing God. Even right. in your let, career. Let me, let me speak to that. So this was in 2019. I changed job. Um, you know, like we've been taught to be moved by the word of God, right? So, when we changed that job, God gave me a word. Uh, I'm bringing you into a, into a land, you know, uh, you know, a land flowing with milk and honey, you know, all the good promises in that uh, uh, Deuteronomy, I think 32 verse 8. So, I got into that job. First week, second week, I'm like, it's like I made a mistake. But with God, God never makes mistakes. You know, it was part of his plan. In fact, what I'm doing today would not have been possible if I didn't go into that job, right? Because the company I left to take that job 2019, that is where I'm back working, right? Doing something different from what I was doing before. So I was on that job for just 38 days. I always say that for 38 days. So, but the first two weeks, I'm like, I've made this mistake. Like, is, this is a mistake. But it wasn't a mistake. It was all in his plan. Don't forget that we heard him. That is is the Lord that is going before you. You know, do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. Deuteronomy 32 verse 8. Now, on the particular day that God wanted me to resign, I was in the boardroom. You know, we were having a meeting till late in the night. And I heard God saying, you leave today. Like you're leaving. So, <laughs> so I, I got out of that meeting and I told my wife that, see, I'm leaving this job today. Right? God knew I was resolute. You know, we're saying, God will not give you the next instruction until you have obeyed the first. So God knew, I, don't forget, I, you know, physically speaking, that job was an error. You know, but God knew what he was doing. I mean, there's so many things that God did with that job. You know, some people that were in bondage that God used us to move out. Because the day I resigned, that guy too, he's a pastor in in um, KICC. You know, he's been on that job, but he's been tired. No, I had to tell him that, do you believe God? The wife has been telling him to leave the job. He wouldn't move. I said, if you don't leave this job, that means you're saying God can't. Because it's not good for him. It has messed him up emotionally and all, but he's still on the job. You know, so when we took that decision, God used this for several other people. So, you know, God's ways are not, you know, God could have taken us there to achieve many purposes, right? So, on that day, as I was driving on Todd Melan, you know, approaching Yanoworo, I heard God saying, For your shame, I will give you double. I said, wow, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So I got home. My wife was still saying, hmm, let's think about it. Let's talk to Pastor Biodun. I said, I am sure. And I have God, a word. Yes, God is telling God told me that for my shame, he will give me double. So we summoned up courage on Sunday. That was a Friday. On Sunday, I sent the resignation to my managing director. He called me back, persuaded me, don't go, don't do this, don't do that. He called for a meeting. We met somewhere outside the office. I went with my wife. As, as we was talking, God was talking to me. He said, just give me two weeks notice. He started by giving me one month notice. By the way, leaving me, because God said, you leave now. Meaning, I'm leaving immediately. And the implication is that I'm going to pay them 
one month salary so i had to pay in lieu and i was ready to pay you know so um as he was saying oh, give us one month notice this 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 that appealing to my emotions hey, you know the only spirit told senses. me if you try it you will suffer i said no i'm not doing it so we gave him and then i left the monday you know that was a sunday that i signed my resignation on sunday the monday when i took all the company property in my possession to return it and ask them to give me my bill so that i can know what i'm paying back somebody called me for a job you know uh part of what i i do and the person paid me <laughs> god is faithful and the person paid me you know what i can call maybe about one month salary you know on on that job you know and you know when i say it's in the millions anyways so <laughs> he paid me about one month salary all of the job so although i had savings to settle whatever it is that the company was asking for you know but god had to supply it. that was not the end it was the beginning of several other jobs that came so for about three months while i was away from job looking from um what do you call it nine to five you know god was supplying me different aspects somebody called me on linkedin and said oh we have this job we want you to help us take this blah 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 i said oh i have a company i can use for it they said no 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 we don't want to deal with your company we want to deal with you directly and they were paying me in dollars they asked me how much do you want to be how much will be your price for this job for a daily on a daily basis then i checked around i just quoted something you know some amount in dollars hundreds of dollars per day and they said yes they didn't even negotiate it really negotiate that's that was as in it was god was hitting me back to back somebody called me and said can you do this thing for me um something i did on that one hour or something you know and i just sent it to them he said well he's sending your invoice don't let me don't let it be higher than five hundred thousand like excuse me what i wrote in one hour (laughs) you know that was the beginning of several other things you know that god you know started pushing away so but the point is even then when that monday i told you that um you know yes you give us double for our shame he, he still told us that we've not seen the end of that yet so we've not seen the end of that see at that time god was speaking like when you say back to back back we were hearing god constantly staying in his will even sometimes when i feel because while while all of those were going on you know at some point you know you have been used to nine to five and then you're just sitting at home even though your finances are taken care of you still be thinking that ah, what is going on here so all those periods that may feel so down like what's going on within those three months you know because then i was applying to a lot of places you know getting called you know but sometimes i want to feel down and the holy spirit will encourage us again give us a word that we're showing on you know as in the word of god was coming back to back to back to back on a sunday we were going to church you know and a song was singing while we were in the bathroom that um um that was the holy spirit speaking to us and then we got to church that sunday and pastor said this song is for someone um what's the other version so one was sung by sonny the other one was sung by obi uh, then there was another one another version of the same song that was you know sung by i think ebenezer Obe. that was how pastor said this song is for someone 
and then he sang that same song that the Holy Spirit gave us in the morning. I'm like, come on, this God. You know when he said Jehovah precise, you know, he says it, you know, exactly the way that you know he wants you to, to have it. So glory to Amen. God. Is this about? That's baby talk about. Aha. <laughs> okay, okay, that's true. You know, so this same job, you know, while we were moving in, the day I got the letter, you know, we got home. And you know, we are used to, you know, nothing, we don't do anything in isolation. We do it together. So as soon as I got home, of course, we've been communicating and, you know, I've been telling her, oh, I got the letter, this, this, take a snapshot, send to her. So we got home that day and we were, you know, thanking God for what God has done. And I heard God saying that the first salary will be a seed. I'm like... <laughs> you know, and there's something about uh, the way God deals with 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 me. Eh? If He says something and I'm not doing it, I won't have that rest. Though. Ah, you know, I did. I didn't tell her the first time. I was struggling. I'm like, because once I tell her, no, it's already done. <laughs> so I didn't tell her. I was still struggling. That ah, God, like, are we going to negotiate this one? You know, so. There was a particular day I just said no. I said, see, God told me that day that we should, the first salary would be a seed. So it was that same salary that was... So you can see how God was setting us up. The same salary that was a seed was a salary that we paid back. Remember, I left the same day, right? That same salary was a seed, yet we paid it back, you know, to the company because I had to pay in lieu. Do you understand? So all of those things, God had used them to prepare us to the you know to what now followed because years after there were several instructions so this so that at that point in time the one that was the most difficult was the one that was hundred to ten yeah so after that one there is nothing more <laughs> you know because you, have you expanded know your faith. exactly he has, he, has, he has expanded our faith glory to God hallelujah have Amen. you been blessed this evening have you been blessed okay just go ahead and release a word and just share from your heart as we. Whatever the Lord is, right? There's something about purity you want to talk about. I don't know if it's still there. Or if that's fine, that's fine. What is in my heart right now is for um, what we do in our home that impacts our children. Like, I don't want to take that house. You see, the legacy of faith in a family, from the first place of, you know, the child's birth, we have a path as parents to play in the, leg- in, you know, in the legacy of faith that we hand over to our children. It's good we send our children to the best of schools, but the spiritual investment that we make in the child, whatever you've left behind for that child, it is that spirituality that would help it, you know, to be built and to last. So I just want to encourage us, if, you know, for as many people that are married here, even the single people, still start from now. The power of unity, praying together, you know, praying for your children, everything about our children, everything about our lives. There are things that we have prayed about and we have seen like this manifested. Everything, my husband will talk about the scripture, you know, becoming flesh as written in the scripture. Everything about them. You see them worship, you see them pray in the spirit because they have seen their parents too, you know. So I just want to encourage us as well. Please, as many of us, you know, please just always let us imbibe that culture and that faith legacy to continue. May it be so in Jesus' name. Amen. Also, led in my spirit that we should have um, 
worship and intercession for as many people you know that we can pray about and we can pray with. We're going to pray because this is where the session so all of us in the next couple of about an hour we're praying because we've had three days of word. Our heart must be what is that word Peter said? Moist to for the seed to go down. There's something he said the other day we were speaking in their car. I almost it was I let my husband and I as we left, we're just praying the Holy Ghost. Because of the meeting there are some things we can't share. But I am just seeing the power. My son and husband will tell me how they also pray every see this unity praying together. The man stepping in your priesthood. The woman learning that thing submission. She knew where she felt they should come to mountain. She did not force it. She prayed it. She prayed it. And just stayed and trust God. But the reason why it could work, she married a man that could hear God. For me, I keep looking at their lives and like, what if she had run with the speck of if two of you bunch out, they will need touch like, see, can, can our conversations. People have used scope to, I remember people was because it was, you know, you're in Unilag, you're one, you want to do, ah, uh, and there's this brother that is doing master that's always following up and down. Some people are saying that it's just blocking road for you. You know? But you are in this place, and she's always saying this, that she's surprised that she came from a Muslim background. I don't speak about that. That the way they were raised to study their own manual. When she came and she's seen believers just doing anyhow with the Bible, she's wondering... Do you people understand what we have been given to live this life? Singles, if you live here and still choose anyhow, it's on you. Because one, you have you have um, God has placed you in an environment where He's screaming purpose in marriage everywhere. You look at pastor everywhere. You're in purpose in marriage. Go and get that one and whatever five questions you should ask. He's inside. Number two, if you are married here, your marriage cannot work beyond the altar you are servicing. Beyond this altar, beyond this unity, beyond this, you know, if we are not even united in our heart, and if you are a man, you are making your wife have to apply. You can, to be able to, because I want to believe there's the way you also carried your money, no matter how much you say is our money. If you don't have that stance of it's our money, there's no way she can Come into it, that is our money. Can I yeah. speak a little about that? So I think that's where men have a lot of work to do. You know, remember, I had the mindset that no matter how blessed my wife is, she is my responsibility. You know, she's been on an allowance since when we were cutting. And the allowance was graduating, you know, every time. Once there is a lifting, you say, ah, babe, I'll fall now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so the, don't forget, the, the other needs that she's talking about is after the basic. After she's gotten her allowance consistently, it has not failed to the glory of God since we met, you know, I mean, since we started cutting. And that we are on in Jesus' name. Because on the 26th of June, 2011, 26th of June 2011. Since that time, the allowance has come every month, right? And it keeps growing. So, and then you've given 
you've given the impression that see whatever we have is our own what now don't, this don't. allowance that is making you people you excited yeah yeah the other things we've talked prayer we've talked edge allowance please go ahead don't don't forget that she knows how much i earn right so if she's not getting what is commensurate to what we earn in in the sphere of all that we have to spend on you know she may feel what's going on here you know so to a very large extent we have created that environment that is conducive enough for her to not think or maybe because um of course she's earning money do you understand she's working so that's another fact she's working but that she's working i am not just interested in whatever she earns i don't i don't want to know (laughs) you understand and whatever she decides to spend her money on is a decision you understand so even when she spends on the family i tried as much as possible to pay back except the one she doesn't tell me so those are the ones that she doesn't really want to get back do you understand so but even then the access to the account like i said where my salary drops she has the password to all the atms you know so there's this account we have together joint account if i can take money out of it she can also take money out of it you understand so I think that has created that um, balance. That balance. But Robert, can I ask yes. you a question? Yes, if you didn't think she was trustworthy, would she have access to all your password? And if she was, so, do you think there's a side of her in line with your desire? Do you think there's a side of her that you see that she's disciplined, she's trust? You've not seen your money disappear. We dealt. We dealt with ourselves before we got married. You know, initially. I think she didn't get the message when I was trying to, you know. I, I think she can speak more to that. But one of those things I made her understand is that, see, we have to plan ourselves, right? You said you're a very principled person. Yes, that's why she says I'm principled. I said, okay, if you get this money, you already know that this is what you have for the month. Plan it. Plan around what you have and make sure that this. So initially, she would take offense. You know, that was before we got married. You know, but after a while, I mean, nobody will teach you now when you're married and you know you have needs. You have to so pay our rent. You, <laughs> you cannot be a woman and yes. don't know the bill of your home. No, it's, it's not possible. Even if yeah. you're not the one dropping the money, you mm-hmm. must know how much exactly. that is being used to run that home. Exactly. So that you can match your requirements and your um, requisition. With it. You match it. Please go ahead. Yes, and you know, even... So, apart from our own allowance, there is the housekeep allowance. You know, that one that just takes care of the children, you know, whatever you want to do. And once there are issues, maybe the money is becoming insufficient. She'll be like, you need to up this thing up because market is this, market is that, you know. And God helps us. We just, you know, up it and that's how we keep going. But she, I mean. She's she's abiding to the principle. Exactly. So, 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 so money is not disappearing. Do you understand? And even if she spends, you know. Don't forget, we both have access to the account. Once I see that, she has spent. And she will not spend whatever is, um, how do I say it now? Capital. She will spend, thank you, she will spend beyond what you can say. Ah, why why did you take this kind of money? You understand? Because I want to put that for people that say, oh my God. The issue is, can you be trusted with that Mm. level of allowance? Yes. 
He said something. They dealt with themselves before they got married. Yeah. Meaning, covetousness. I want to have it, everything I see. Because some of us, remember, they didn't get there one day. If I brought them when they were year two, it might not, there are some things you hear. Why? Why am I saying this? When you hear stories and testimonies, it gives you an idea of the work that's behind the door. For a person to have access, like I said, with even this information, there's some things that bookies should be doing. I know what I'm talking about. The kind of blessing the Lord has given, access God has given to them. Uh-uh. Some snake we know even on top of the online. You will not even see, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but maybe that's their own private life. But you rarely see anything. You don't know who they are. This we had to have a conversation about this before we and I said when we are done, if there's anything we want to cut out, you don't know, you will not know who they are. They are not out there putting it in your face and all of those things like that. Why am I saying this? You want to be sure. Are you the kind of person that they can trust with this level of access? That's the question I want to ask yourself. Do you have financial discipline? Have you gone to learn the things that are necessary? Have you developed yourself? Have you, you know, are you learning? Are you growing? Now, if you're in a relationship, your husband cannot give you allowance. Allow him. Let me explain. If you're in a relationship right now, that there is no allowance because of taking care of, hear me, you should take care of your family. You should, what, what are we spending the home? This thing is sitting down. The reason why, if you, if you're, if you don't know what the man is um, earning, you have expectation. So all of these secrets that you are keeping money, men, you are just giving room for, and you'll be angry. Why is she asking me? She doesn't know. So if you're in a relationship or if you're married and the man is not allowed because he cannot afford extra allowance after the allowance has allowed you in, meaning the allowance you have been given has been able to take your feeding and when the man is done taking your feeding at the house, both of you are the allowance each other have in that season. How do we now work together from what I have? Because you must always understand context. Do you understand? All right. In the beginning, I'm so what he said. Well, I'll be giving something. You know, it has been progressing. So if what he started with was five thousand, he said it's progressing the way we are going. Because I want you to hear about the the lesson is men take care of your wife Absolutely. according to the capacity that God has given to you. Do it with your joy. Let me tell you, when they see your wife, it's a reflection of you. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily just by dressing. If the wife is not at peace, if the wife is looking, is, see, the wife is your glory, just your school sat, <laughs> your university degree is a reflection of you. The same way, women, if you don't give the man peace, both of you are reflecting mm. yourself. And, and then on that, I, I like to say this also for men, you know, um, I mean, I just remember that um, we shouldn't get to the point where our family dictates to us how we take care of, how we run our home. Because what that is one of the issues that you find in most marriages. Like my, I'm the last born of my, you know, my, my mom gave birth to eight of us. One is late. I'm the last born, right? Wow, and he's 41. Yes. the last born. I'm the last one, yes. <laughs> so, everybody in my family understands that, I Robert, mean, don't, you can't. You, no, I mean, that's the way we are all wired. Anyways, nobody tries to, you know, run the other person's home. You understand? So, and to that extent, you cannot tell me how I run my home. Sometimes, my wife will want to, you know, 
do certain things when we are in family functions and i'll tell her please just listen to me stay by my side this this you know because mm. that protective protect part of your you, wife you know you have to you have to ensure that you, you you do that don't expose your wife to the whole world to i don't know how to say this but it's it's so important that you know that it's you and your wife if 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 bible says you should leave your father and your mother and cleave to your wife it's very instructive don't let your family dictate to you how you will run your home because the end of it will be they will send your wife packing and your life will become miserable god forbid so so the the, the wisdom is that run your home as let the holy spirit be your partner let your family be out of it because you are not running anybody else's home for them thank you hallelujah Peter want to say something else um, praise god um I'll, I'll speak to this conversation in another side. Um, there have also been cases of women that um, have complained that they feel like their husbands are not earning enough. And this is a very beautiful case because it shows that there was a time where it was not as great and now the light is looking greater. Um, I want to please beg some women. You will be privileged to see your husband or your boyfriend in their infant stage, please don't choke them yet. You see, you must <laughs> let's 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 focus. Let's focus. Let's focus. Let's focus. Let me let me get the message. Okay. Let me get the message out then we can talk on you know the jokes later. Um you must understand that a man is wired to want to take care. You telling us that take care of me is not a suggestion. We have it wired in us. You are, you are not in, it's not news. We were born to do this. And that is why our depressions are higher when we don't have. That is when we are shouting. When it seems like as if rent is coming and I can't find a way out. So understand that about us. And the ones that don't have that, leave them. Did you hear me, ladies? The ones that rent is coming and they are just so laissez fair and we shall be worried. Uh, there is a place of faith, there's a place of recklessness. You can tell when a man is in faith because you will see him pray. But when he's not praying, and he's not praying, be worried. You understand? His hope must be hinged on something. Do you get me? But you see, there are some times that a man may not be able to meet up to the immediate social status of what you expect him to do now. Now, just to use this as a random experiment, if, of course, every woman wants to take a nice photo, and an iPhone 14 Pro will do just that. And maybe some of these girls that you have worked with, or you are working with, or you are friends with, have some guy that is daily giving them that. But yours cannot just at right about now. All he's able to give you is money for data. For that, your phone that still has just one camera. Now, do not choke that man by allowing him spend what he should use to grow his finances just so that he can meet your immediate flinting need. Because what that will do is, he may be able to provide a 14, maybe not a pro, but you will make him to not have enough to grow the money so that when 15 comes out, he can buy it. So that's why women 
You see, a friend taught me something. She said, a woman that really wants to marry a man is very careful how she spends that, small, that man's money. It is those ones that don't want to marry him that wants to finish it now. Because there is another one that they feel they can get another from. So, please, men and women, understand this concept. And I'm, I'm, I'm a bit more extra passioned on this. Because I, some of you like, you they show, you they show. And it's because genuinely, guys, for some of you, God has given you a great person. But your knowledge of I must be taken care of is coming from a traumatic place. So you cannot find when this is him taking care of me or this is when, because I can ask, I would ask. Every woman that I've seen as, that, I, that I've seen grow with their husbands in wealth have been women that have been able to also tell them I may want it but maybe I don't need it. And the reason why their story is such a beautiful story is that there has never been a time and men, we are very rational, yes? Yes or yes? There's never been a time that he has had to say, hope I'm not a fool for this that I'm doing. Yes. Yes. Because she doesn't put him in that place. I remember vividly. This concept of men buying and paying allowance, it's not for the Christian guys, oh, and I pray you find those ones. It's not a big deal. P.I. was doing NYSC. I was already buying brand new bowl, five. Blackberry. So it's not a concept that, that just came in in 2025. It's been there. Men, we have an innate instinct to provide. Every time you say, I love you, there's something inside of you that is trying to justify that I love you. I know with a gift, with a spoken word, with an attention, there is something there. But there are some times in your life that you may be able to write the poem, but not buy the things that can also mean the poem. But women, you must be able to treasure that. You must be. You must be able to see a man in his working season and see that he's going somewhere and not be fixated that should be where are your mates? Nothing kills a man than saying where are your mates? Because he may not be going fast but he's going far. Are you getting me guys? Some of these things are very flinting. Some of the desires that my wife and I had seven years ago, when we think about it in light of today, they are very unnecessary. The things, some of the things that has caused fight between husband and wife, fast forward their lives to seventy years from there. It's like, what were we thinking? A friend of mine told me something. She said, "I looked at my five-year picture, five-year-old ago picture, and I saw I'm fat. What do I say I am now? Because she's clearly fatter than she was. Her fat is fatter than now. So you see that there are certain things now that, based on the demand of life, those other things don't matter. And one of them is." You must be able to tell when a man can afford a lifestyle and when he is building so that we all can afford that lifestyle. Are you getting me? Are you getting me? Is it making sense? So I just want to beg that you will not always find those ones now. Because some of you, like I said, it's a privilege that God will give you a man that you can see is infant stage. Some women, it's a privilege. You know what the privilege is there? You see, when you grow wealth together, like what they are sharing, like what they are sharing, when you grow wealth together, let me tell you something, guys, something that you women may not know. A woman that grows wealth with a man, 
there's something about that man that feels like he owes that woman more than just being a wife. Because so intrinsic is the man's nature with providing that when he sees that you are a contributor to him being able to better provide, you have become a stronger pillar in his life that no rubbish scattered lady that is flinting herself in the office is able to persuade him other. When you are privileged to start early to have financial and spiritual goals and a man can bank on the fact that if I can share with my wife insights will come and not just mm, whatever you like do shall just make sure that my own money is complete you see when you have those kind of mindsets you are already creating a division in that man to say you know what there is a something that matters to you and something that matters to me so you are just civil partners you are not married getting these things. The last thing I'm going to beg of you, and I said it in my message, do not use the world standard for something that was created solely by God. You can never get it right. If your biggest inspirations are the things you read on social media, you are going to miss it 99% of the time. Ah, I read this thing on Bella Niger. I read this thing on Naira Block. See, you will get yourself in error because they will just clap, capture the part where the man did not provide. But they did not show you the all the time when the man sent that girl to school. You don't see that one. But it's just that little part where ah, an affair wanted to travel and the man said no. But he sent his mother 20,000 naira. Ah, he loves his mother and he loves you. What about the other daily investments that he has been doing? So I beg of you, keep godly counsel. Married men and married women, especially you guys, keep godly counsel. Have community of people that you know that they really treasure the word of God. Yeah. That they really treasure this thing. God is the only one that can guarantee that a marriage will get to the finish line. Every other person that thinks they have an idea is only giving you perspective from where they are coming from so it can be flawed. But it's only with God that even when you are in a place that it does not look like you, he can tell you, okay, I created this so that this can happen, so that this can happen. Have I, have I always been like this? No. Pierre will tell you, from the days of 504, we stay joyful. Now we can drive Jeep. We stay joyful. You see, we have come to the point whereby these things are not the things that actually matter. What really matters is how much of it can it impact the world. And that is why we talk about common purpose. So if a woman is just, lastly, guys, Marriage will never be an escape from your singleness. If you are not whole single, you cannot now be whole married. Ha! Let me just get out of this, my home. What is making you run? You are forgetting that you are running from one home and you are going to start to create another home. There is no home you are going into. No, it's a home you build. So if you are running from a trauma there, be careful that you are not carrying part of the hand luggages of that trauma into this new one. Because that one may not be your fault, but this one is going to be on you. Because you have to create it. And that is why we are telling you, do not be in a hurry. You are 35. Nobody, there is never... A friend of mine says, there is, there is no... Uh, um, how does she say it now? There is no late comma in the issue of marriage. There is none. If you are 35, please make sure that why you want to get married at 36 is not because you just feel that 35 is too old. That's a lie. It's a concept that does not exist. 
It's like saying that I should be a doctor by 35, even though I didn't go to medical school. I shall think that by 35, ah, an average man should be a doctor. How? There is a skill to becoming a doctor. Get the skill. Even at, Have you seen anybody that became a doctor at 60 and they said, sir, because you are now 60, we can't call you doctor anymore. Whatever you do, get the skill. Get it. And God is not mysterious about marriage. It's not like as if it is a concept that you have to divinely code. No. The evidence of successful marriage is everywhere in the Bible. You will see those ones that did it right and it showed. You will see those ones that did it wrong and it showed. So it's not a concept that you feel like, God, I don't have the resource. No. There is information on how to make it godly. Yes, men, they like everything is good. There is an information that makes men look and see women and don't see them as slip tools. It's there. There's what can make a woman content. There's what can make a woman be able to live in a home and be able to cherish all that the man is able to give and still find the king in him as the man is growing to become all that the Lord has called him to be. It's in the word. If you do not have a healthy respect for the word, you will not be able to do life. Not because you don't choose to, but because when the, when the storms come, nothing will be an anchor. Nothing. Nothing. For a system God creates, the devil will daily fight. So when the devil comes blowing, it can only be an it is written that can help you come out. Not it is perceived, not it was echoed, but it is written unto me. When my wife and I made financial decisions, for the good of financial expansion, of course, we were not reckless. But it didn't pan out the way we did. And we had to scale down on our spending. It was not a conversation. When from meat we moved to Pomo, it was not a conversation. It was not. I was not less of the man she saw. Aha, Pomo care. Even in my mother's house. I don't know. You have left your mother's house. Don't bring that as an analogy here. Can we build where we are? Because what I'm taking you to, I can bet it with you. It's more than where your parents took you to. If God is really in me, I will take you more than your parents did. So stop using that as a place of reference. Okay, Lumde, what do we have? Where can we do? Where can we do like some structural adjustments? Okay, what can we do? How can we? Okay, Lumde, this is also how we are. A man is leaping for joy. Then when it's now time, for me to say, oh, I want to do a 35th birthday or a 30 something, and I want to spend half of my savings, it's at no cost to me. Money will not become now a determinant of how I love her. I will give everything. Guys, it's not as deep as you think. But can we fix the traumas? Half of us are shouting, ha, ah, he's going to take care of me. Also, because you are single now. You have not understood the concept of God can take care of you. If a man does not do it, you don't understand that you can be taken care of. So your prayer is really not God. Make you make yourself my gyre. You are like God. Bring a man. So he comes, and whether he likes it or not, you elevate him to the place of God. And that now becomes a choking problem. I've heard things, guys. He does not even know when I'm feeling bad. Maybe you want to tell me. Maybe. Maybe. Because really, the one person that knows when you are feeling bad is the Holy Spirit. So if you cannot understand that first the Holy Spirit is your best friend, 
and you want to choke this man that is also will be your best friend, just also earn. You may, you may, you may quench the fire in trying to blow the fire. Have you seen what you are trying to? You must say, "Oh, I You know, there is a power that if you overforce the fire, rather than the thing to burn, it will die. You must give grace to each other. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So I'm, I'm, I'm begging you. My desire for every marriage eh, is that it will last and it will show the beauty of God. I'm not interested that you got married at 23. It does, it, it does the kingdom no good because it is not the year you start that God is recording. It is how far you go. And it's how well. So for my single sisters, especially the ones that are classified in the Nigerian world standard as executives, please, please, you have Google waited this so while. All your tricks and your plans, it did not pan out for you to get it at 23. Now you are 36. Now don't be stupid now. Get the skill. So that when you finally get married, or bros, when you finally give the ring, it's not saying I do in, tw- in 2023 and do I in 2024. Let's get it right. Please. Please. Because I know people now. That what we are praying for them is not even a matter of God. Let them see the vision of God of their life. It's God, what do we do about this marriage? We can't yeah. tell them to leave. Yeah. We can't tell them to yeah. not stay. But yeah. God, we don't even know what is going on. Yeah. Because certain fundamentals, when we should have heard it, you were not hearing it. And pastor's own was too much. Now we are the one carrying baggage. So I beg of you. And for the ones that are in turbulent marriages, that maybe when you married, you did not know this much, there is a wisdom that God can give you. Yeah. I want to tell you something. That there is a wisdom. There is a wisdom. The thing is just that you must really be patient and you must patient. look unto God. You must really look unto God. Hallelujah. Can we celebrate Jesus? <laughs> celebrate Jesus. Sorry, can I have that? Buki. When is she? She was going to share with you. Like I said, they are beginning. Like what Pio said about how you've enabled this man to thrive across board. He keeps saying it. I thank God for my wife. There's nothing I'm able to do in line with what was said about the struggles, having to navigate, manage, and all that. And we start to pray. Okay, so really, um, we didn't get there in one day. You know, Kai was saying to me, was there any time we ever experienced a season of lack? Yes. There were days when, you know, the salary wasn't enough. You know, we had just had a child buying food, diaper, some of those things that, you know, you don't read them in books that you just have to, (laughs) you just have to plan for. So one of the things, you know, that helped me at that point was not putting pressure on him. You know, you can't get the best of any man when you are putting under pressure. Oh, we need this. Oh, we need that. Oh, this. Oh, that. The man, he already knows. So you now coming, saying it over and over again, nagging about it, will just put him under unnecessary pressure. So what do I do? There are even some things that I do not tell my husband that I need that God just puts in his heart to do for me. I remember when he was going to make a trip outside the country and I'd just gotten a gift of a perfume I shared with P.I. And I knew that there was, I packed this bag, so I knew that there was no perfume in that bag. And the Holy Spirit said, that perfume that you have been keeping. You know, when I got that perfume as a gift, I went online, checked the price. I said, ah, this person should have given me the money, oh. And I now went and I hit the perfume at the back, you know, in my wardrobe, where I know that he <laughs> will not get to it. And the Holy Spirit said, take that perfume. 
and put it in his bag. And then I first formed as if I was not awake very well. <laughs> so that I'll have an excuse that I was still sleeping. But I went on the bed. I knew that I couldn't sleep. So I stood up again and I picked the perfume and I put it in his bag. And it was in the plane when he saw. Okay, there is this. Um, um, we write for um, O365 um, Family Sphere. And, you know, occasionally I will use the tab. Sometimes I use my phone. It was not convenient. Meanwhile, the project husband was talking about, they needed a laptop. And he was like, ah, they, they need laptop. He just carried my laptop and, you know, sold it as usual. And I didn't have a laptop. And while he was on that plane, I've been trusting God and saying, ah, I know I'll get a laptop so that my, you know, my things are organized. I'm able to schedule things I need to do. And he just saw this MacBook. And the next thing, he didn't even plan it himself. The next thing, he just said, deliver this to my wife. And the next thing, the guy called me and said, there is a laptop delivery for you. And I was wondering, it's for who? Is it from the office? And then the guy delivered it. And one of the things he said was that, ah, that's his post-anniversary gift, though. I was just so in horror. In fact, I was so excited. I shared the testimony with Staniki. I was very, very excited. And, you know, that comes down to the place that you already know that God will take care of you. You have an understanding. If God is indeed your father, the birds of the air, they don't sow, they don't reap. Yes, God takes care of them. How much more you? So that you have needs as a wife does not mean you should now kill the man because of the need. So it all boils down to God redirecting your attention and your focus to him. As your provider in the first place. So whatever provision that God has made in the hands of your husband. Then he can now from there reach out to you. So most of the time when I need something. I go on my knees. I go on my knees. And I want to say this. God did not intend that we should buy everything we need with our money. There are days that I have the money. You know there are some things I want to buy for my children. You know we put the body in. I want my children to use this. I want my children. One day God said. Can you calm down? I gave them to you in the first place. Who told you I don't want the best for them? And God will make it in a way that even though you have the money, you will not even find the thing. So recently, it took my sister-in-law to actually shop for my children without discussing with her. Either their sizes or the quality of what I wanted or even what I wanted in particular. I've been looking for joggers, you know, that would size My son is a bit on the chubby side and... I would look for it, check online, go to market, and the day I entered the rest of God, I knew that God did not plan that we should buy everything with our money. And so, God touched the heart of my sister-in-law, shopped. In fact, the way I was just thinking, I said, God, I thank you, because I did not discuss with her. I didn't need, I had access to her. I did not need to tell her. And she did all that, and I just returned all the praise to God. And so, that comes to, how many do you want to burden your husband? How many do you want to tell him about? So the best that we can do, you know, in this, you know, in the season of our life, I mean, there were there were times that, you know, we didn't even know where the um, where we'll buy food, the money, you know, we'll buy food will come from. I don't know if my husband wants to talk more about that. The one I remember was when we moved into that house. So you know, the the house we talked about that, you know, God miraculously provided for us. So we got in there now. And you know, first our move there, moving there was a move of faith, you know, because it was God inspiring us to trust Him, you know, and we trusted Him to move in there. So I think there was a day we ate um, um, 
or Father Jolof. I don't know. <laughs> Out of no no resources, right? So we had to she had to manage somehow. I was like, what is this? Or Father <laughs> or Father Jolof. You know, but you know, we ate it with joy. And one good thing about that is it wasn't after I think it was two months after then, you know, that God started showing up. You know, I got a lifting in the office. You know, what was not enough two months before now became more than enough. Do you understand? Two months after. So, um, God, I think the best thing, you can't, I think it was P.I. that was saying it, that I, I don't know how people are doing marriage without God. No, 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 no. You can't, you can't survive marriage without God. Because first of all, this is God's idea. It's God's own idea. So you can't you can't run it without the manufacturer's manual. You know, and that's the Bible. You know, it helps us, it guides us um, continually. You know, the Bible says we should walk um, continually in the spirit, right? So that we don't fulfill the desires of the flesh. You know, so and helping you stay in the place that God wants you to be requires that you are constantly following God's uh, way or lay down principles for how he wants these things to be done. Thank you. There is something I also want to say, that when you see a man, you know, committed to God, to the ways of God, the issue of um, faithfulness and fidelity will no longer be in question. Because I know that my, my husband goes to work, you know, and I'm like, is it that you don't see other women? But the fear of God, the love of God in his heart, and the way, you know, I, in fact, when my mommy comes, she always says, ah, this man has spoiled you to the point that I will feel that she's hungry. I'll be like, mommy, leave me alone. No, no. It is what I prayed for. And I've, it is, um, <laughs> how do I put it now? It is that fear and the love of God in his heart that would love you as if you are the only woman on this surface of the earth. And I'm like, God, it can only be you. I said, thank God I was stupid then because, you know, my friends, was, you know, some of them would say, how can you marry this black guy? Why will you do this? How will you do that? And I said, I, I always refer, even to last week when we had the, um, the conference, I said, I was just thanking God in the place of worship that God, I thank God that I heard God, I obeyed God and I listened. Because where would I be today? Where would I be today? So I just want to thank God for the, you know, for the grace and the gifts of obedience as well. And it has really helped every step of the way. Praise God. Can we jam our hands together for Jesus? Have you been blessed? Have you been blessed? We're going to pray. Can you celebrate them as they go back to their seats?